you are listening to a very new sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittaker. On today's show, it's another regular day in the NBA. The national championship is set. Clemson Tigers vs LSU Tigers in the Superdome in New Orleans. Happy New Year! Hello guys, welcome into the final episode of a very moody sports show for 2019. Obviously, we'll be back next week in 2020. Yeah, you had me worried. I was like, "What's going Zach on?" You're terrified. I was like, "What? This is." I was not informed the podcast was over, but it is for this year. For the year. So, Zach, do you have a merry Christmas? Very merry. Always is. Very merry. Very jolly. Uh, time I, with the family. Yeah, all day basically. Spend a whole day with them, even the surrounding days. I'm working a little bit. Went to the gym a couple times. You know, just the basic stuff. Had a party with friends. Fun times. Fun times. Any New Year's plans? No, but there is stuff getting cooked up. I've heard there's stuff getting cooked. There's up. some uh, stuff getting prepared to be put in the oven. That's I'm always excited because I'm not having to make the plans. I just have to show up. Yeah, and the and thing I've is, done my job. The thing is, we've shown up to previous parties at this point, Dan. So people are like, "Hey, let's throw more parties so we get to hang out with Zach and Dan." It's perfect. Yeah, so we sort of brought the party last night. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, Low we key. bring the party for bring sure. Parties. And then uh, Lane and me were even discussing how fun it would be to just have a field that we could party in and drink in and Park. shoot fireworks and that'd be cool. But it's kind of hard to find in Greenville, you know, like. My family's looking to move. It'd be cool to have a farm. Like a it'd be farm awesome be to fun. have like a big redneck bonfire in a field and shoot fireworks, Why not? and not have to worry about anybody there, yeah, come kicking around. you out or trespassing or anything like that. So, All the space you need. Yeah, I would. I'd very much so like to do stuff like that. Standing around drinking, doing not much is. I mean, that, it's a ideal. skill of mine. Perfect. <laughs> uh, another skill of ours would be talking sports, as everybody knows. Watching sports. Watching sports. Predicting sports. sports. Guys, let's be uh, predicting, because I think we both had these playoff games correct for college football. Yeah, we nailed it. And uh, just to rub it in a little bit, Dan, my bowl prediction record oh, is looking on. pretty Don't strong. Don't try to rub it in. We're I'm sitting here at 12-9. and nine. We're coming into my strong stretch, guys. I promise. There's some big games There's left. There's some big games left. Me and Zach chose opposite sides on some of these big games. We'll see how this turns out. But I feel comfortable that I'm going to pick it up in the uh, big-time games here. Yeah, so right now I'm sitting at 12-9 and nine with my bowl prediction record. Dan sitting at nine and twelve, Reverse sub five hundred, sub five hundred. Not ideal. It's okay, man. Not everybody's made to be a winner. Sometimes you call Iowa State because they had a good defense and they don't show up. So speaking it of happens. Iowa State, let's we'll start there before we go into the two playoff games. Iowa State loses to Notre Dame, thirty-three to nine. Heartbreaker for me, but you know. Matt Campbell and then we'll be back. Uh, not surprised Brian Kelly got that win exactly. Another game prior to the playoff games, uh, Memphis and Penn State. This was the big game for the Tigers. Uh, first time head coach, first time game ever coaching, biggest game in school history. Yeah, I picked the Tigers to win, which, you know, was probably a stupid pick, let's be honest. Uh, I should so. Yeah, I mean, they were just rolling, and I believed I was obviously bandwagon a little bit. But uh, Memphis, this is their best year in school they, history. They almost came back. They almost made a comeback on them. It was a, it was a really good game, competitive game. But um, they ran into uh, Penn State, and Penn State's running game is what yeah. happened because Journey Brown had 16 attempts for what 202. 
Oh, Journey Brown. Journey for, Brown for a the running man back. Journeys down the field. Yes, for touchdowns. For touchdowns. Love it. I don't really want to speak to James Franklin because Penn State's won eleven games like four seasons in a row now. He is. He. It's funny. I was actually talking to uh, the guys yesterday, and uh, he was at Vandy before. And when they hired him, I was stunned as a George fan. I was like, "That's not a bad hire," but like, I don't think he's gonna get you there and now he's 10 wins every season guaranteed uh yeah so speaking of coaches that were bad hires and you didn't think would get you there Dabo Sweeney Dabo Sweeney (laughs) they started off pretty hot we'll start with the Clemson game why not so playoffs Clemson Ohio State gave us a great game Glendale Arizona Mm -hmm. they've played there before it was not as good last time, 31-0 drubbing for Clem- uh, Clemson's favor. Uh, this time, a little different story. Clemson. Yeah. So, the first quarter and a half was Strange the most experience. disheartening experience ever. Ohio State was up 16-0 to at one point in the second quarter, where it's just they were out playing Clemson at the line of scrimmage. They were more physical. They were finishing blocks. They were driving guys out of bounds. They were blowing up plays. And then there was a targeting penalty that got one player ejected from the secondary for Ohio State, and the momentum turned, and Clemson got two quick touchdowns before halftime. 14-16. Going in the half where Ohio State left potentially 30 points on the board. They really did. Andy, was. Uh, we were hanging out last night watching some of the game, and he consistently kept looking at me saying, we just need to hold him to a field goal. And I was stunned. If I, we have said it today. If Dobbins catches one of those touchdowns he dropped in the end zones, uh, it's a little bit of a different game, I think. I don't may, think it may have gone exactly Clemson's way. Well, think about this, too. So, Ohio State's offense, they sputtered. left a bunch on the field, and without that one big run by uh, Dobbins, the 70. Uh, six yarder, whatever it was, some long mm-hmm. super run. If he had made and that on the in first the play, zone. like their offense wouldn't have looked very good in the first half. No, but the story was Clemson's offense was abysmal up until the halfway the point of the second quarter. Three minutes but, yeah, of the second, essentially, and then Clemson got the ball back to start the second half, and they score. It it was crazy because Ohio State looked to be the better team for half the game. Well, and I was actually stunned myself with the fact that it was not a bit more of an offensive juggernaut game. Um, mm-hmm. I did think the defenses were going to struggle, but uh, the game literally comes down to uh, Clemson safety making a pick um, that I would. A lot of people are going to say it was a bit of Justin Fields' fault. Some people are going to blame it on the receiver. Uh, same time, it's just they probably. That wasn't what decided the game exactly. There was a lot of things they could have done differently to succeed in the game, um, had chances. So, But at the same time, this speaks to what Dabo said at the end of the game. It's just the culture of this team at this point where they they, they will tough out a storm if it means they're going to get the win. They know they can win it even in a rough time. And, yeah, and for me, I have blind faith in Trevor Lawrence. And I'm going to brag a little bit and say I told you so because I've been saying for weeks to anyone I talk to that they're talking about the Heisman winning quarterbacks and these other quarterbacks in the playoff. How are you going to stop Justin Fields on the ground? Trevor Lawrence may be a better runner than Joe Burrow 
and these other guys. He's so fast. And I've been telling everyone all season, you're going to see how fast he is. Because I watch every Clemson game. People see the big games, obviously. Like, everyone watched last night. It drew one of the biggest records ever for a non-New Year's Six Bowl. But even Trevor Lawrence, the first six games of the year when we weren't kicking people's ass, he's running. He's so fast on the move. He can throw it from either direction, running against his body or with his body. And then he proved it to start second half, a 67-yard scramble. Like, that's crazy the, for a touchdown. The, the speed he shows, I don't exactly think it's always speed. I really do think it's a bit of the length he has in those strides. He literally takes strides, and it's five to six yards. He doesn't look fast and on screen, it's, it but he is me, fast. It reminds me, Andy said, of Deshaun a bit. I think of a bit of a Jalen Hurts where it's, it's a very smooth coast down the field. It doesn't really look like he's got the Jets on. He's just coasting down the field. And for me, Trevor Lawrence, every tackle he gets tackled, it looks awkward, but he's also long and lanky. He's six foot. Hard to bring down. And he's beefy, too. Like He's going to put on weight even more next year. So he brings the lumber on some linebackers in college. NFL, that's a different story. You better slide. But in college, he can go uh, initiate contact as a runner and get a couple more yards. He finished 18 or 33, 259 through the air, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence led the team in rushing, 107 yards and a touchdown. That's crazy. To That's me. a crazy leading stat because I did think Travis Etienne was going to have to be a game changer as far as yeah, the running and he game. only had but 10 carries for 36 yards, still but game changer in the passing. In game. the passing game, he had he was the leading receiver, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Only on three receptions, too. That's two big That's touchdown receptions. Huge. One of them was on the final drive to get the lead, um, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a great play call, and he was able to just sort of find the And not to mention angle. he had a rushing touchdown, too. So ETN still had three touchdowns on the day, just day. not a bunch of yards. He still yeah. had 120 all-purpose yards, like – don't hate on my man. It's a great day. It's a career day for many other players. Um, but that's the standard we're holding these guys concern, to. I will say a concern coming out of the game after now that you know that uh, you're going to be playing one more game prior to uh, the end of the season. Uh, Justin Ross, T. Higgin, both came in and out of the game consistently. Uh, Justin Ross dealing with a neck issue, and T. Higgins, I do believe, was uh, uh, he. I don't know exactly what it was, but he had a bit of a just a head a head hit on uh, early in the game. Player. He got early hit; his game. helmet popped off first um, drive. So Clemson actually has like five or six guys that got hurt that game. The good thing is you have two full, full weeks, weeks before the uh, championship in New Orleans on the thirteenth, and we know who they're playing. You know who you'll be seeing, and it will be a rowdy crowd for that team. A yeah. large number of fans. Yes, it's. But we'll get to that game in just a second. Let's stay. Let's stick with Clemson, Ohio State for a little for bit. For sure, it's that is a great game. It's a great bowl game. It's a great playoff game. One of the best, I think, top three playoffs. Every Ohio State fan in the country is claiming that the refs screwed them right now. Everyone on the internet saying that the refs screwed them. I'm saying you screwed yourself having to settle for field goals when you were Multiple inside times. the 25 five times in the first it's like 18 minutes of the game. You're in the red zone five times and you've come out with 16 points i kept saying repeatedly to uh, isaac's dad this game could easily be 30 to nothing right easy now. easy it could have been that. it could have been an lsu oklahoma game very easily but ohio state just didn't convert they didn't convert and clemson was able to hold on whether that storm uh man love the fact that uh you know it's 
Dabo's able to do it consistently with the same coaches, um, and uh, they I kept seeing all over Twitter the they were posting like the reactions on the sideline as they got the interception. It's just a lot of love around them, that team. You know the team loves each other. Uh, that's what you like to see. You like to see the insane thing. Um, you see that in a lot of teams around. Um, but uh, I mean, I've been a fan since I was five years old, man. No, I say five years old since I was born. Like been a Clemson fan when we were terrible. And I don't. I, if you now. said that we would be here now, yes, Clemson fans are a little arrogant, and we knew we were a good program, but not. Nah. It's. It was crazy when it was Clemson and Alabama at the top of the pedestal. If Clemson wins this year, it's going to be Clemson at the top of the pedestal. I, I do believe at least they, for the next two years. I do believe Clemson is now starting to become a bit of the Alabama of college football, where y'all are going to go into the season, and if you're not ranked number one, it's a little bit of an insult, and you should be number one, especially after this year. But when you are number one. You're gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna keep that. You're gonna be, you hang on that number one a lot. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a decline in this program unless some huge allegation comes out or Dabo so, leaves. Yeah, there, or there's, there's, it's not, a football factory. It's at not going. The, the, the train is not getting off the tracks. Yeah, I. The only thing I could see happening is other schools catching up. Multiple schools are going to start getting there, and like once Florida, sta- once Clemson starts having some ACC opponents, like get back to strength in football, it's going to be different. But how, when's that going to happen? You know, right now, we may be in the midst of a five-year long domination. For right coming, now, you know? this is the first three. This is three years, mm-hmm. you and maybe Trevor Lawrence is just carrying this Clemson team. Through I am it. interested to see what happens when y'all move to the next quarterback. But that being said, he's going to be a five-star number one overall. Has always proved that they're they're coming back in. They're yeah, coming back with a new. And one. then looking at Ohio State, this is probably one of their best teams ever. But you're running into potentially a Peyton Manning type quarterback. Back, um, you know, well, you're uh, you're I, running into a guy who has potential to be an NFL Hall of Famer, and he still has another year left in college. Well, and I think I think Ohio State. I think this is an Ohio State team you're going to see back in the playoffs next year, um, just because J.K. Dobbins is going to leave, but doesn't mean that they're going to. There's going to be somebody him. else great. Justin man. Fields, yeah, they're going to replace that running back. Justin Fields is going to come back. He's going to be hungry. Um, I definitely think he's carrying. A little bit, uh, a, feeling a little bit of that responsibility on that loss. Like uh, you saw it as soon as he threw the interception, he, the hands were on the head. He knew he shouldn't have done it. Um, and so I think. Threw one pick all year. Yeah, you know, one pick. I think he's going to come in here with a uh, determination to get themselves back in that position. Um, so don't think that Ohio State's not coming back. I think they're coming back stronger next year. But for now, you have been eliminated. And moving on to the other game, LSU-Oklahoma. Was the early game, but not we, as interesting of a game. I think a lot of people turned this off at halftime. It really was a over at halftime, though. So it was 49-14 at halftime. And then LSU, Joe Burrow had seven passing touchdowns in the first half. This game was over before it started. Everyone had said all year there was the three best teams LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, and that they might have right. been proved true. Uh, they might, it was. Oklahoma got a sympathy spot in the uh, playoff. Um, I think Bama would have performed better. I think Georgia would have performed better. I, 
I don't think anybody would have performed better in that situation. I don't think LSU is the death star of college football teams, but they might be. They might be the death star. They are a bit uh. of a death star. But also Ohio State and Clemson both proved they're a bit of a death star. There's three death stars. That's my thing is Clemson is a nobody, Jedi. Nobody was Luke getting Skywalker. nobody was getting in to that four spot and going and competing with LSU. As a dogs fan, that's not happening. We just got walloped. Yeah, that's but true. But as a dogs fan, we didn't give up forty nine points the whole game, let alone the first half. Yeah, that was yes. that was ugly. And <laughs> that's real ugly. They um, just had no defense, not to mention their offense. The Oklahoma Sooners offense wasn't working. Jalen Hurts was fifteen of thirty one, two seventeen. One pick, no touchdowns. I mean, they, they were absolutely shut down. CeeDee Lamb had 119 yards on four receptions, and he declared for the draft today. Did, yeah, declared for the draft today. He will not be returning. Jalen Hurts, obviously, he's going to be headed to the draft. Jalen Hurts, post-game press conference, I found a little interesting where uh, – you know, this man literally did. I don't know if he enjoyed college football at all this year. Like, everything we saw from interviews, post-game conferences, and everything like that, he was stern-faced and just, we, we're here for a natty. And now, they win the natty, and his post-game interview is very depressing. I mean, he's not in college football for the college part. He's in it for the football, football. part. And now he, um, he did this... To improve his stock, I guess to go in, which he did improve his stock. I going think Jalen does has a chance to be. Oh, drafted. he's going to get drafted. Get There's drafted. no doubt. But um, just just I want to see Lincoln Riley move on. I want to see Jalen Hurts get drafted somewhere. I think Oklahoma is very different looking as far as college football next year. I don't think I think I think you're right with Lincoln Riley leaving. Um, obviously, a new quarterback will be in there. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be pretty different in uh, Sooner Nation. That would be crazy if he went. I want Lincoln Riley to go to the Browns so bad. I don't think he'll do it, though. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's it's just been a really, really great game. Um, in all honesty, Final I score, did, 63-28. I did enjoy mm. watching the game just because I said it. Uh, watching Joe Burrow go out there and do that was impressive. The throws he was making, the placement of the ball, um, they did it without their leading rusher, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He went out there a bunch of times. Like, they put him out there for 10, 12 plays, but every time it was really just decoy. He didn't really get the ball much. Um, so it was a lot of the Joe Burrow show. And Justin Jefferson, four touchdowns receiving, 227 yards. 14 receptions. 14 receptions. Absolutely ridiculous. Thaddeus Moss had a... Four reception, ninety-nine yard, and a touchdown as a day. T- as a tight end, um, Randy Moss was at the game. Uh, I saw a bunch of people trying to high five him and stuff. He was very stern, very very focused on the game. Um, but yeah, That's I would feel like it's weird. I would try not try to high five the parents. If I was at a game people. and I was Randy Moss, I'd be in a box. Yeah, like I was also strange. He wasn't in the box. Good point. Um, but. We'll see. Uh, do you, my thing is, I am interested. Do you think uh, LSU is going to be looking about the same team next year? Obviously, Joe Burrow is moving on. There's going to be a bunch of people drafted off this team. Do you this think year was gonna, big for LSU publicity. I think they're not going to be this good next year. But I'm really concerned. I'm looking at the national championship now. You have a Clemson-LSU championship set up. 
for January 13th. Yep. In New Orleans. Monday night. A home game for the freaking LSU Tigers. Pretty much. It's the year of the Tiger. Clemson versus LSU. Death Valley, Death Valley. Oh, I didn't even think about that, too. Yeah. So, this is really... This would be awesome for Clemson. Game. And uh, am I nervous? Sure. Should be. Do I you're think... You're crazy if you're not. Here's the thing. I don't think Clemson played their best game, even close to their best game against Ohio State, and I think they're going to come out much better in the much championship. Imagine if Clemson plays one of their good to great games in the championship, and our bad game beat Ohio State. <laughs> I think this is... I think this is going to be a high-scoring game no matter what. I don't think it's going to be 63 That secondary points. better be on it because obviously is, they're going to throw the I ball. I think this is going to be a 30- to 40-point game somewhere in there, maybe a little 45. Uh, very close. I think this is going to be just like the OSU game against Clemson. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to the last drive. Uh, last two drives pretty much win the game. Um, as long as I'm it's really a W, I don't care it. if it's a one-point win. I'm excited for the game, too, just because we're going to – these are the two best teams, obviously. This is the most obvious two best teams in the country, I feel like. And Clemson – say what you want about the Clemson-Ohio State game. Clemson won. Clemson proved themselves as 29 in a row is not a mistake. Obviously. The 29th one being against OSU, the number two uh, team Across the country. Across the country. Absolutely not a mistake. Mm-hmm. So – and if they beat LSU they in this championship, that's even potentially if, even if thirty and zero, two years straight. I mean, it's just if they do, though, Dan. That if you do, but even if you don't, you're twenty nine and one, and you you're still probably the most dominant team in college. And LSU's football still. favored; they're two point favorites. That's projected uh, to move up to four, or four and a half. I think it is moved up to four and a half already. The day. Yeah, they've moved it. It's a the few home game, man. Today. It's that home field advantage is going to be huge. The thing is, you get a lot of these ticket uh, season ticket holders for these Saints games, and they have sort of first dibs on tickets sometimes, and so like it's not ideal. Um, but I think still... I can see a lot of Clemson fans making that trip. I still think you see a lot of Clemson fans. I do think there's going to be a lot of Clemson fans there. Maybe the... I think, you know, maybe a 60 to 40 ratio. Maybe a little more than that. But nothing, hopefully nothing worse than that. Mm-hmm. So that's... And I hope everybody's back to full health. I'm excited. They have two weeks. I wasn't Everybody nervous for the Ohio open. State game until it started. And then I got very, very nervous for a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. And... They pulled it together. And then, speaking of pulling things together, LSU is sitting in the same spot Clemson is. They're 14-0, and going for the 15-0. and It's crazy. It's, college football is almost over. LSU, it's crazy. Clemson, defending national champion. LSU, a completely different team from what they were last year, competing for a championship now. Great. That's, that's Great awesome. Coach O and Dabo, I hear you guys. But that's pretty much it for college football. We have some remaining bowl games coming up tomorrow, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. Me and Dan see whose record is the best. I I may have this in the back. I may, (laughs) yeah, I may go ahead and throw up on Twitter, throw up the pictures, and on Instagram, throw up the pictures of uh, our picks so we can get those up there just out there. Um, All right. So, as we say, football's coming to an end. So is the NFL. Final week of the NFL regular season. There's not that many headlines. Some players are getting rested across the board. Teams have clinched. There's a little bit of a uh, NFC East. Uh, the title's on the line. We have to see the ending of a couple of these games. We're obviously recording on Sunday. This is the fallout to college football playoff show. 
But uh, had to get the we're watching out. NFL right now, recording. We're watching the, the Cowboys get a touchdown. So it's looking like the Cowboys are going to win. And the Eagles are struggling with the Giants currently. So the, um, the, they're down by one point. So No, they're up. They're up by they just took a touchdown away from the Giants. It, yep. So we'll see. It's looking like the Cowboys might. No, the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. The Eagles were probably going to make the playoffs at this point. 26-17 lead. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, at this point it does look like Eagles will be the final team in the NFC. I think the AFC, the last games that mattered were Steelers. Titans-Steelers, Titans. so we'll get back to that. I do um, have a list. Here are your playoff teams. AFC, you got the number one-seeded Ravens. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And then you got the Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, Texans. Texans back-to-back 11-win seasons. That's pretty cool. And then whoever gets in between the Titans or Steelers. And a huge note for the Pats. They are the third seed this year as they lost to Miami today. Um, a little Fitz magic, little Fitz, Fitz tragic. Magic got them. Sometimes magic gets you. Uh, so Brian Flores, the coach of the Dolphins, said Brian Fitzpatrick is the perfect quarterback for Miami Dolphins, is what he said today. Don't do that. To I don't know if that means Flores. he's the tank commander. Or he really is a great tank commander. I like, I like Fitzpatrick. Don't get um, me wrong. But, but that gives Chiefs the first round by along with the Baltimore Ravens and that home field advantage. So we'll see who the Patriots end up playing, but with that first round game, but and, not going to get the bye, yep. which is uncommon. Who cares? I think the Patriots are fine. Moving over to the NFC <laughs> prediction from beginning of the year, the Pack. Is back. The pack is back, baby. Packers in the playoffs. The Vikings in the playoffs. Saints are in the playoffs. 49ers, Seahawks in the playoffs. And then, like we said, whoever wins the NFC East, it's looking like the Eagles. It really is funny, though, as the Eagles are going to be the last team in the NFC, but you would argue that the Rams are better and probably should be in over them. Yeah, but they had to put up with a really good division this year. Have to play through a tough division. Uh, So, yeah, I mean... The playoffs are going to look good. I think a lot of teams are going to be really competitive. I'm interested to see like the Bills get their matchup and see how they get to play. Um, Me and Dan were around a table last night that looked very tempting. Oh, to I break. nearly stole it. Yeah, so Dan was even thinking about buying the table. I offered off the, to, I bought it. I would have. But yeah, we're going to need a table just like that for it. when the Bills want a playoff game. Tell you, Walmart's supplying us a table. We got oh, it. That's so stupid. Um, and other sporting news. The NBA, it was just another week of the regular season. The Lakers were on a four-game losing streak, and they actually got a W last night. So they're sitting at 25-7 and after being looking pretty good with only three losses, but now they're up to seven. We'll mention LeBron has re-injured the groin or has a different groin injury, but just hearing the word groin injury after he messed it up last year and their season went to crap. So nerve-wracking. Maybe he, maybe this is where Anthony Davis pays off, and he can carry you for fifteen to twenty games while LeBron gets healthy in the regular season. Because they've gotten out to such a good start, you can still make you the playoffs now. And like, you don't need the number one seed. Let's be honest, you don't need the number one seed in the NBA playoffs. So, although playing that eight seed is nice. Yeah, and then uh, Lakers Clippers played on Christmas Day, like we said before last episode. The Clippers won. Looked like the Lakers were going to blow them out, and the Clippers were able to hold on and come back. Kawhi Leonard is a monster, it's which crazy. helps. But uh, 
Besides that, my Hornets are losing four straight. Dan's Atlanta Hawks lost ten are straight. The are the worst, worst team, team in the NBA. We're coming for you, number one pick. So you, NBA <laughs> professional basketball in the Southeast looking pretty lackluster. Lackluster, very lackluster. Let's be honest. You got anything else from the sporting world this week, Dan? The sporting world of, I mean, it's college football time for me right now. I'm really I'm focused in. in on it. Um, I love this last half of the stretch of the season. So yeah, that's about all. Um, I do know that uh, the uh, we were talking about a little Premier League earlier, um, and I know Ibrahimovic is now headed back into the Italian league, correct? Yeah, he's going back to Serie A. He's playing for AC Milan again, which is good, because Ibra did a great little stint for the LA Galaxy in America, which helped is cool. helped the MLS a lot, honestly. It helped the MLS, but... It's just not like playing in Europe for some. I, I hate the stigma, but at the same time, it's the it's players like, over there are insane. It's comparing playing China League basketball to the NBA. NBA. You just rather play in the NBA. Exactly. So, but yeah, no, not much in the sports world outside that college football for me. Um, yep, we're coming at you from a rainy Sunday. We'll catch y'all next week. It'll be twenty twenty. This is the twenty fourth episode, Dan. You know what that means. Next week is twenty five. This is the this Jeff is Gordon half- episode. Oh my god, guys! Jeff Gordon was my hero as a child. We'll watch NASCAR every Sunday in the hopes that he would get out of his car and punch somebody in the face. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing better than sitting in a recliner at twelve o'clock, watching the first twenty laps of a NASCAR passing race, passing out. You wake up an hour and a half, two hours later, and you see that 24 DuPont Chevrolet coming around turn three at a 90. <laughs> Anyways, you know what we're Jeff saying. Gordon is coming around the, the home stretch, and he gets the checker. There's nothing like it. Jeff yeah. Gordon is the epitome of NASCAR, I think. He's one of the best. I know Jimmy Johnson has beaten him in titles, and I know <laughs> Richard Petty's the king, but Jeff Gordon is one of the pillars goat. of NASCAR. He is goat NASCAR, let's be honest. He's up there. Go Junior. Go. I'm a Dale Earnhardt fan, oh, but, but I am Go a Dale Gordon. Junior. Dale Jr. is not as good a racer as uh, uh, Jeff Gordon. So put some spec on my man Jeff Gordon's name. We'll and punch you in the face. NASCAR is probably pretty bad for the environment, so I don't know how much longer that should be going on. But, hey, Jeff Gordon episode. Shout out, Jeff Gordon. We'll be back next week, episode 25. We are nearly six months in, guys. The Barry Bonds episode. Ooh, I like it. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes.